Well, hello, Amy. How are you today? I'm good. How are you today? Good. I'm walking a little bit quicker to the office these days from Union Station. It's a little cold out there. Yeah, it is pretty cold, actually. Like, what happened? It's here to stay, I think. I was literally last week, I was in Ohio, golfing, golfing in Columbus, Ohio, near the Ohio State University. Cool. And I was in a t-shirt. And then this week, I'm running, like, I'm That's wearing a it. sweater. I know. To stay warm. I know. Anyway, it's apropos of nothing. We're Canadians. That's what we do. We complain about the weather. But I did run into somebody, a friend of mine, today, uh, the other day, actually. And uh, I, I've known her for a long time. Friend of the family. Yeah. So she's, I would say she's early 60s. And she runs a very successful, uh, like a clothing manufacturing business in Toronto. And uh, it's been around, been in business for probably about 40 years. Mm. And she kind of mentioned to me that she was thinking of retiring and selling the business. I, I would say the business is probably worth anywhere between 25 and $35 million. Mm-hmm. And she was kind of... She's saying, you know, I just want to sell it and move on. And I've decided I want to, you know, vacation down south and yeah. spend more time with my grandchildren and children, et cetera. And then she was like, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. Which mm, I was like, interesting. You own a business. And we're of- hearing a lot of that, right? Yeah. We're seeing a lot of businesses that are starting to go through this transition. And the question is, where do we start? And today on today's episode, we ha- are lucky to have Alex Parker joining us. He's the managing director and co-head of the National Client Group, M&A Group. Mm-hmm. And he made a comment about no one's going to pay you for the business in your head. And it's an interesting idea because as a business owner, they're running around doing a million different things. And then it comes time to sell. And it's like, where do you start? How right. do you value your business? What is it worth compared to the competitors? And so... It's it's going to be an interesting talk about what that means. That'll be a really interesting discussion. Okay, well, that's uh, coming up next. Welcome back, everybody. We have with us the Alex Parker of the NCG Group. Welcome, Alex. Great to be here. Thank yeah, you for having I'm me. I'm glad you're here. It's a, it's going to be an interesting topic today. You brought this up, you know, in, in this concept stuck in our heads. It's you said no one will pay you for the business in your head. Yeah, and that's very true, right? And it's it's one of those things we spend a lot of time with clients on um, is helping them understand and embed the value that's in their head in the business. Well, I think uh, it's a good concept, right? Because a lot of people, if you're a business owner, especially today with all mm-hmm. the stuff going on, like you've got supply chain issues and in hiring and all these other things you're faced with. And now maybe you're getting to that point where you're thinking about exiting the business and or have a, a succession plan. But where do you start? And your comment about the business in your head it's like, you're right. A lot of that stuff is in their head and, and it's not on paper. So what the heck do they do? Yeah. So the way the way we talk to people about thinking it through is really to think about, first of all, the information, mm-hmm. which is sort of the, the, the more blocking and tackling part of it, right? If someone's going to buy your business, they need to be able to manage it from the outside, mm-hmm. right? Because they don't know intuitively all the things that you sort of learned over your 20, 30 plus years of right, running it. Right. And so do you have systems that give you key performance indicators that tell you when something's going wrong? Right. right? Well in advance of, you know, it's too it's too late by the time you see revenue declining. Right. Right. It's too late if your bank balance isn't continuing to tick up the way you'd like. Right. And so you need those early indicators that for a lot of entrepreneurs, they're just intuitive. So they haven't necessarily developed those systems that help them see exactly what's you know, right. what's going well. And so, you know, 
an example of that sort of thing is a, a pipeline in a, a manufacturing business, right? Right. And if you've, um, you know, I remember working with with an entrepreneur about six years ago, and he actually stopped the process right about um, you know a little way in and said, "Look, I really know my business is is taking off. I don't actually have the." tools to prove it out to you today Mm -hmm. but i can feel it coming right 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 and so he ended up pausing and it delayed his sale for close to a year Mm -hmm. uh, until he you know we resumed the process and and he had a very successful outcome and of course he was right right if he had had a situation where or a system where he had been able to track his pipeline historically and he could show some leading indicators of you know here's the number of sales calls we do here's the hit rate right here's the value of the work that's in our funnel right now and the stage you know every contract sort of goes through various sales stages before it closes mm-hmm. you know if you have that historically and you can prove it out people are much more likely to be able to pay you for that pipeline that they're, right. that they're about to buy. So if you want to get the true value of your business after all these years of your hard work, it's good to have some systems in place to say, here's our track record. Here's, you know, you can put it down on paper so they can actually see it. Yeah. And it's it's more than just the audited financial statements, right? right? It's more right. than just, just those details. It's the, it's the things you use week to week in the business to sort of see what's going on. Right. So, so that's kind of the information side of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the other part is really around relationships. And so one of the things that experienced buyers are always very careful of is asking about who owns the big relationships, right? Is it you, the business owner, who has the relationships with the really big customers? Mm -hmm. Or are those embedded with a bunch of different salespeople within the business? Right. Because if you step away, is my biggest client going to leave? I mean, that's a real concern. Right, right. Right. Um, so those, those client relationships are a real key, mm-hmm. but, and also those relationships extend to suppliers. Right. And if you, if you really depend on a particular group, particularly folks who are in distribution, that's an important one mm-hmm. because you sort of have to, you, you serve the people you're buying from to some extent right? In, in a distribution relationship. And then also the staff, right? Like, are they, you know, have you built enough sort of loyalty with the business that they're not necessarily going to follow you out the door? And right. how do you help people get comfortable that those folks are, are, are you know, ready to transition into a new sort of uh, leadership team. It kind of reminds me of, you know, I remember reading a, a book years ago. It's called E-Myth Revisited. I, I think it was written by, by Gerber. I could be wrong. But it talked about, you know, people who work in the business versus working on the business. Mm-hmm. To You know, people that work their whole careers in the business and neglect working on the business versus someone who works on the business as well and methodically as they work in the business. What's the difference in terms of the value, all things being equal to a business? What's the difference between the the values of those two businesses when they come time to sell it? I mean, it really ends up with a big gap, right? Mm -hmm. It depends on on the situation, Mm -hmm. but you can easily see, you know, a couple of turns of EBITDA. So a business that might have sold for eight times EBITDA sells for six or six, you know, sells for four, Mm -hmm. in part because... There isn't either the the depth of the management team there who can right. run it going forward or, you know, going back to that point about information that isn't there. Those are the sort of things and, um, you know, they're really critical. And I think you bring up a good point about working on the business work versus working in the mm-hmm. business. Right. And one of the things, you know, some of the most successful entrepreneurs I've seen um, what they're doing is they brought in the right management team to work in the business so that they can work on the business. Right. Now right. you sold, you sold businesses anywhere between, I, I, I've seen you and your group sell a business yeah. for over $140 million, but anything between 20 and $150 million, you, you've worked with a myriad of different ones. 
And obviously, as your business grows in value, you know, the founder of the business, and we see this all the time, like Jeff Bezos recently yeah. stepped aside from Amazon and mm-hmm. so on and so forth, you know, at that level. But let's say you've built a business from scratch to a $100 million entity. At what point, or is there a point where you're the founder, should you recognize as part of working on the business, maybe perhaps stepping back and hiring more professional management? And does that enhance the value of the business? Um, I think in general, the, t- the typical answer is yes, it yeah. probably does. Mm-hmm. And it also depends what kind of personality you are, right. Right. right? Like a really current story right now, and I think a really interesting perspective I saw this morning is someone saying, you know, Elon Musk is a visionary. Yes, He's really good at startups, at setting a vision, asking big questions, and helping people think not how am I going to grow this 10%, but how am I going to grow this 10x? Right, yeah. right. Right. Um, he probably is not so good, though, at human resources. Yeah, I'd say he has a uh, unique approach, right? right would right, be right, the, the euphemistic right. way to say it. And, and you know, the same person was making the point that is he really a an operator of a more mature mm-hmm. business? Mm-hmm. Is that really where his skill set is? And so, uh, you know, people who run family businesses or entrepreneurs, you know, have to think about those questions personally. And it mm-hmm. always depends on mostly the individual, but also the business itself, too. Right. Um, I imagine when you get called, you know, you get the call, they're kind of at the stage where they're ready to sell, but they haven't done all of this work. So where do they start? Like if they're, if, if, I agree with you, this should be documented, and you, you know, probably from early on, but a lot of them have been just kind of running, wearing many, many hats. And now it's like, I'm ready to sell. Oh, shoot, I don't have any of this. Where do they start? Like, what would be some of your recommendations on how to get started? I think you have to think about it, first of all, in three buckets, right? Mm -hmm. You have to think about it in terms of is the business itself ready to be sold? And uh, that's, you know, that's a long conversation in and of itself. We have checklists we take people through and we look at, you know, the finance function and the operations Mm -hmm. and the sales and the growth plan and like start to identify areas where they, you know, Things either have to start existing, like a growth strategy that's mm-hmm. sort of more comprehensive and written down. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are a few examples of the things we talk about with respect to the business. The second piece is really your personal affairs, mm-hmm. right? And and by that, I mean the big one there is tax, right? right? Do I have the yeah. uh, legal entity structures in place where I'm going to be able to take advantage of you know, the lifetime capital gains exemptions? Yeah. Um, you know, can I split that with my spouse? If there's family shareholdings or all there, of those. There, we see that a lot on our side too is, oh, I should have done an estate freeze like 20 years ago. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's too late now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? You can't go back in time. Yeah, you can't right? go yeah. back in time. So, um, you know, and, and some of those things have to sit in place for 12 or 24 mm-hmm. months at a minimum right. to, be, to be effective, right? So you need to sort of have those personal, you know, affairs in order. And then the big question is really about, you know, are you ready to, to exit and retire, mm-hmm. right? And it's a very personal one for a lot of owners and entrepreneurs because they've spent their lifetime yeah. building this thing, right? And it's mm-hmm. often sort of their fourth child. It's part of their identity, right? Exactly, yeah. right? And so, you know, it's important to remember when you sell a business, you get, you know, a big check, but you also give something up. Right, right. And right. are you ready to give that up? And yeah. I imagine like if someone is selling a big business to a buyer, you'd probably have 
some non-competition aspects to what you're doing. Like you just can't go and restart what you did prior. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You directly mm-hmm. use the business you just sold, which is yeah. probably a big thing. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so the typical non-compete sort of three to five years. Right. Um, and, you know, there's lots of case law established on this sort of thing. But if mm-hmm. you're the owner of the business and therefore getting the, you know, the equity compensation mm-hmm. check for it, most buyers are going to expect that you're going to sign some kind of non-compete that basically takes you out of the business for three to five years. Right. Um, you know, and then there's always a little bit of horse trading about, you know, what's the geography, what constitutes a competing business, right? right? And you right. should get into some of those details. Uh, but as a general starting point, you're right, there's going to be a non-compete. And so now you got to ask the answer the question, what are you going to do what at the I time? Do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I have a friend. and uh, but seriously she's looked to sell her business and uh, you know she guesses it's worth between let's say 25 and 35 million dollars somewhere there she's early 60s she thinks she might be able to sell the business within a year but she's really a question one part a of the whole process Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. typically when they're at that stage how long does it take to sell a business of that magnitude from start to finish how like how many months years i think from the time you start speaking with advisors or thinking very seriously about it mm-hmm. you know a reasonable thing to do is to budget about a year mm-hmm. okay you know that's probably a reasonable number if you want to do it in a compressed time frame could you do four to six months yes um once you start getting a lot of speed into a process uh you know you start to put pressure on value because people who right. can get through it that quickly um you know just the pool of buyers who right. can understand the industry, understand mm-hmm. your business, do their right. diligence, have everything in place, um, get smaller. Well, this kind of leads into what you and your group do, because I imagine if you're selling a business for $50 million, mm-hmm. $30 million, or $100 million, there's not a pool of buy, you know, pool of buyers are going to meet at a shopping mall. You got right. to go and find them, right? Yeah. So what is the work that you and your group do? I know you work with uh, th- two other people, and you work your your business is very busy right now. It's a booming business based on what I understand, <laughs> which is congratulations. What is it you guys do for your clients? And typically, when do you enter into this process? At what stage? Yeah. So we work to get involved as early as possible, right? Mm-hmm. And M and A. Oftentimes, we're having conversations with folks who own businesses for you know two, three, four years before they actually say, "Okay, I'm ready to sell now." Okay. Mm-hmm. And so. During that time, we can provide things like market updates. Here's where your competitors, the, you know, the large listed ones on oh, the stock market are trading, right? right? And here's how they've trended over time if you're thinking about you know, mm-hmm. uh, trying to time this. And here's some of the other deals that have happened in your sector. And here's some of the multiples that got paid. Here's the high ones and why. And here's some of the lower ones and some of the features of those businesses. So that's really valuable insight, right? If I'm a business owner and I'm trying to, if I'm thinking of selling down the road, which I think most will at some point, getting that intel early on to see what I can do in my business to maximize the value of what I've created is really insightful. Yeah. Yeah. I think it can be, it can be pretty powerful when you're having those conversations with folks and you're also saying, you know, here are some of the attributes of your business that Mm -hmm. people are going to spend time on, right? Here's what they're going to think about. So, you know, how have you performed historically against budget? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, if you don't do a budget, now would be the time to start thinking about that. Right. Because what's going to happen is you're going to go to sell your business. You're going to present people with your historical results Mm -hmm. as well as a forecast for the next two, three, five years. Mm -hmm. And if you can show, well, you know, we set a budget every January and then right. we go back and look at it in December and, you know, nine out of time, 10 times we hit that budget, both in terms of revenue and profitability. 
Well, now all of a sudden your forecast looks pretty credible. Mm-hmm. You got a track record. Right? Yeah. yeah. And you've also done, you, you've taught your organization how to think about the next 12 months. Right. And so your accuracy is that much better in predicting how. So you're are effectively go. building what I call the back of a baseball card. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. So, and I guess it speaks to your, your original comment, which is let's say you don't do any of this and then all of a sudden you want to sell and then you have to wait a year and you've, you've been showing what your competitors are doing, the cyclicality of the business. That, that year could be quite costly if you're not mm-hmm. prepared ahead of time. Yeah. Potentially. Right. And it's, uh, you know, an M&A process, whether you're doing it yourself, um, which, you know, I think has its, its serious challenges or, or whether you're, you're doing that, you know, with, with the support of an advisor, it is a second job for periods of time, mm-hmm. right? We take as much off of people's plates as we can, but there's still, you know, lots to learn about the business, mm-hmm. lots to learn about the people involved. And, mm-hmm. you know, to your point, you, you, it takes some work to kind of understand that what, what that back of the baseball card looks like. Right. And then how are you going to position that and market it to, to potential buyers? Right, right. And you and your team, you're serious people. Like, you know your stuff inside out, backwards and forwards. I mean, and, and so if someone were to engage you, they'd, you would have a pretty, within pretty, sh- I don't want to say short order, it's a process, but you can fine tune what they would get for their business to within a pretty tight parameter versus yeah. them just trying to selling themselves mm-hmm. in the open market, I think. Yeah, you're, uh, you're, you're absolutely right. And yeah. so one of the services that an advisor of any type provides if they do their job well is you get a complete view of the market, mm-hmm. yeah, right? Because they're going to contact all the potentially interested private equity firms mm-hmm. to the extent you want. You know, that that's a route you want as a seller, all of your competitors or those mm-hmm. adjacent businesses that might want to buy. And so you're going to get a view of here's what the market thinks of my business on, right. you know, November 20th or whatever the, the date might be. Right? right. And so from that, you can then make an informed decision. Right. I have all these offers. There's mm-hmm. one that's mm-hmm. a little bit above. And, you know, either that cuts it or it doesn't. And there's no shortage of experience on your side. I mean, in terms of the the work you've already done. And my understanding is you and your group, I I think within the top three in Canada in terms of the work you do. You know, we've, yeah, it's, there's always different ways to measure it, but yeah, the, the M&A team writ large at, at NBF is, uh, is hugely busy. And in fact, we were sitting with a private equity firm this morning who was saying, you know, a lot of your folks are, you know, we see a lot of stuff on the street slowing down right now. Um, but we keep getting tons of deals from national banks. So, yeah. you know, we appreciate, they appreciate the deal flow. And, uh, and as a comment, we've heard a bunch of other places too. Well, I Fantastic. think another thing an advisor like yourself can help is, you know, again, business owner, you're busy, you're day to day, but you having that oversight of all the different businesses and what they've done right you can offer some perspective if I were to say, listen, I don't even know where to get started. You mentioned, you know, key f- performance indicators. Well, what are my competitors doing? Who do they use? Do they have an accountant? Who do they like? Where do I go? Um, you would be a very good first call, I think, to be like, help me get in the right direction, uh, you know, to get it out of my head and down on paper. Yeah. And, and I think we, we spend time with you know, uh, owners doing that, having those sorts of conversations and walking them through, you know, here's how this entire process is going to work. And, you know, here's the time and, um, you know, that sort of nine months to a year is a reasonable amount to budget. Right. You know, and then, um, you know, there's also cost, right? Right. You've got, you've got advisor fees, you've got lawyers, you've got accountants, um, both, you know, tax accountants for the business and, uh, your own accountant in terms of your personal affairs. So those costs can really add up. Mm-hmm. Sure. And so to undertake that process is an investment. Absolutely. Right. And uh, and the deeper you go, the, the good news about that, those sort of costs is that they're back end loaded. So right. the closer you are to a deal, 
you know, they come out of the proceeds right. in the end. Right. Mostly. But not, not to put too fine of a point on this, yeah. but if you're a person trying to sell your business for a after-tax proceed of whatever that number might be, if they engage so- someone like your group, those expenses are somewhat tax deductible against the final sale of the business, correct? Yeah, yeah they're okay. fully deductible against. Yeah. And the way the way our team works is the vast majority of our fees are success-based. Gotcha. Um, and you know, to the point of it's sort of 98 or 99% of our revenue. So mm-hmm. um, as an owner, you know you then have alignment of interests, mm-hmm. right? Because right. we're there to help you get the highest mm-hmm. price possible. Right. And there's no fee unless there's a transaction. Right. Yeah. And the more successful they are selling their business, the more successful you are selling your business. Right? Exactly. Or sorry, right. yeah. getting paid. Yeah, exactly. That's gotcha. exactly the, the arrangement. So I think the big takeaway is start early. If you can do this earlier on in your business so that it's just part of your natural process. But if you haven't, there's still time. Yeah. You can still get organized. But really engaging someone like yourself that has the the experience and has been through it before just make that call, right? Because I think that would save me a heck of a lot of extra calls trying to figure it out on my own well, with well, when I'm trying to run a business. you're kind of playing chess when everyone else is playing checkers. Right, you know? right. And, and at least I think, tell me if I'm wrong, if, if, if someone's trying to sell their business, they know who you are and you know who they are ahead of the curve, the more prepared you're going to be when the time arcs towards a final yeah. destination. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, right. really maximize the value. After all the sweat, labor, a lot of entrepreneurs put in over the years, It's you'd hate to see because it was just not documented, you know, not get the full potential. Totally, yeah. It, it's one of those things where, yeah, and if you can start with that sort of rough idea of what the final picture needs to look like in order to maximize yeah. value, then you can, you know, you can steer your business in that direction. Great. Awesome. Thanks, Alex. This it's has been, been helpful. Thank you, Alex. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. Mm-hmm. Till next time. That was a really great episode with Alex today. And I think, you know, anybody that we've had Alex uh, chat with, they've all walked away saying that they they came away with, a, you know, a to-do list and, and a next step. Um, they're really good at providing a, a great checklist of items, you know, where to get started, good resources yep. on who to reach out to. So, uh, yeah, we really value our, our time we've spent with Alex. And uh, that was one of our better uh, podcasts. I was really yeah. glad to have him. Yeah. Yep. That was great. Well, thanks, everybody, and uh, look forward to seeing you again.